Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Happy to be with you today. I am uh, recording on nofilter.net today, and this will also be broadcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. But if you haven't been to nofilter.net, you got to go and check it out. A lot of great programming on there, a lot of great shows. And like the name implies, there is no filter on nofilter.net, which is what I love about it. So this is Ryder Cup week, and it is time for me to give you a little Ryder Cup preview. Now, I've, I've been talking about the Ryder Cup leading up to it in the last few weeks. Uh, it, it, this event should be a great event. It typically is. It gets people riled up in the golf, golf industry. The golf media loves the Ryder Cup because it's something that uh, extends the golf season past the PGA Tours FedEx Cup and, and uh, most importantly, past the major championships. So I always like a Ryder Cup year. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with everybody in that. Uh, you know, President's Cup doesn't do anything for me. Ryder Cup, yeah, Ryder Cup's for real. I'm not live or die Ryder Cup. I'm not live or die United States winning Ryder Cup. I just like to see golf win. That is my number one thing. I always want to see golf win. And golf wins when it's a Ryder Cup year. And golf wins when it's a close Ryder Cup. One that, that you know, has some drama going into Sunday. Of course, NBC, whoever's doing the telecast, they're going to they're gonna try to give you drama no matter what. I mean, you know, U.S. will be up by you know, eight points and they'll tell you how, you know, Europe needs to get off to a good start or whatever, or, you know, vice versa. Who, who knows what, what, what the score will be leading into Sunday. But unless it's, it's fairly close, I mean, you, you have these, you know, Brookline, you know, I got a feeling Ben Crenshaw, uh, you know, great comeback. And that kind of story happens very rarely. Uh, it does happen, so you can you know you can hope for it, but but more likely you want to you're going to have a close match. You want a close match, and that's when golf wins, regardless regardless who wins. I mean, I think you could argue that it benefited golf when Europe had a good run with the Ryder Cup when they were winning winning Ryder Cups because. You know, a lot of people just kind of took it for granted the United States was going to win. And and, th and that kind of puts you in the category of President's Cup where nobody cares about it because the U.S. wins all the time and it's not even, not even close. And, in fact, the big theme this year at the Ryder Cup is the fact that the U.S. hasn't won in 30 years on foreign soil. Uh, I don't know. You know, every team's different. I mean, this is like when they talk about football, this team's history winning here. I mean, what, what does that have to do with anything when all the players are different? You know, and not all the players are different on the Ryder Cup, but the, I would go so far as to say the majority are different if you just go two Ryder Cups back. So, so I don't think the history means anything. I don't think the home course advantage thing is is a big deal. People say, oh, you know, they get the home course advantage. They get to set up the course however they want. They don't. They don't get to set up the pins. They get to determine like how wide they want the fairways, how deep they want the rough, that kind of stuff. You know, when the U.S. had a bomber squad and and you know they had DeChambeau, they had Dustin Johnson, and they had you know Kepka. And they had, you know, what was considered to be more of a bomber squad, guys that could hit it out there forever and, you know, hit it anywhere, go find it. Uh, 
uh, you know, they they tricked up the course in, in France, made it really tight, made it really, you know, shorter, kind of took driver out of the player's hands. And that was, you know, then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, you know, home course advantage makes a big deal. And, you know, the U.S. did the same thing at, at Hazeltine a little bit uh, where they, you know, opened it up and let them go. Bomb, bombs away. You know, it pins in the middle of the green and, and uh, driver everywhere and wide fairways. And then people said that favored the U.S. Well, I tell you what really favored the U.S. What favored the U.S. is they had a much better team. Uh, what favored Europe when they played in France is that the teams were very close. What favors the uh, European team this time is not much other than the home crowd. Now, I don't know, I, I, you know, personally, I don't think the home crowd has that big of an effect on the event. And I'll ex explain why. I mean, you'll, you hear that you'll hear the Europeans, uh, you know, cheering when we miss a putt or we lose a hole and a cheer will be loud. But these are all great players. They're great champions. They've won a lot of tournaments. They love sports. All the Ryder Cup players love sports. And one of the things I think they love about sports is, is, is that, you know, you have to perform under all different kinds of conditions. And in golf, it's pretty much just such a hush-hush sport. You know, people don't cheer against you. And I, I honestly think the, the guys kind of like kind of like that. I think they kind of like the, the, the challenge. You know, how many of these players do you hear talk? I mean, Michael Jordan was famous for it. You know, he, he kept a list of everybody that said something about him. And he was going to prove them all wrong. And Kepka's kind of the same way. I mean, Kepka's like, a, you know, he, he, he's he got the chip on his shoulder. He'll find something to put a chip on his shoulder. And a lot of athletes are like that. So so I think when the other side is cheering against you, I, I, don't, I don't know if, if that's really a, a negative thing for that player or if it's maybe neutral or, you know, maybe even positive because it's going to motivate the players. And I think they want to show everybody. So, so the U S is a heavily favored team in my mind in the Ryder cup. Now betting favorite. Yes. They're betting favorite for uh, Las Vegas, for betting markets all over the world. The European team is an underdog. They're not a prohibitive underdog, but they're an underdog. Uh, what, why aren't they a bigger underdog? They're not a bigger underdog because the betting markets are favor, you know, they're, they're factoring in this, this home course advantage, which is really the home, home crowd advantage. Uh, you know, the, the, the lack of noise for the U S but I, I think it's the, I'm going to show them attitude that the U S will have that I, I think it overrides that. I don't, I don't think that's a, a, a big deal. That, that's not enough to sway me much. I'll tell you what does sway me, in my, in my opinion. What sways me is the fact that I've always gone off this. I've gone off the world golf rankings. Now, I, you know, I, I don't feel great about the world golf rankings because they don't in, include the live golf players, uh, and it's a rigged system against the, the live golf. But if you're comparing it for Ryder Cup, other than Brooks Kepka, who's the only live golf player playing, other than Brooks Kepka, the rankings are all good. So, so the fact that Kepka is currently ranked, I, I don't know what he's ranked, 17th in the, uh, the, the world golf rankings. I mean, Kepka's a top 10 player for sure. So this proves my point even more. And here's my point. If you take the 12 players 
that are on the European team and you add up the world golf ranking of those 12 players, it's 29.25. 29.25. I have to check my notes here. 29.25. If you look at the U.S. team and you add up all 12 players and you divide by 12, add up their world golf ranking, the ranking is 12.91. So you've got a 16 you know, and a half point difference for every player on the team. Now, you know, the European team has Rory, Rahm, Hovland, two, three, and four in the world. Okay. But you're matching those guys. And, and the, so they've got an, they got an edge there. Their top three players, you know, are, are awful good. Their top three players average three in the world. The U.S.'s top three players, you got, you got Scheffler one, uh, Canley five, and you got Shoffley six. Okay, so 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 real. They're the top three players on the U.S. team. Average four in the world. Not much of a difference. Pretty pretty much the same. But you, if you want to give an edge to Europe, you can give an edge to Europe with the top three players. Hovland's been playing good. Rahm's a great player. Rory's been playing good. Uh, you know, Shefflis had had problems with his putting. You know, Cantley and 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 Shoffley, they they make a good team, so it's it, it's hard to 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 knock knock them as as a team. But maybe at the top, you give a little bit of an edge. If you give a little bit of edge, you give it to Europe. Okay, I, I could I could I could see that. But the rest of the way, oh my goodness gracious! I mean, come on, the U.S. team, top to bottom, is much much better, and that's why all they have to do, the U.S. team has to do theoretically is get through the first two days where they have the alternate shot and the best ball. All they have to do is get through the first two days and have it close. Like if the U.S. is up, like they were last time the Ryder Cup was played, if, if they're up after two days, well, you know, take it to the bank. You can forget about it. It's over. I mean, they're not going to lose the singles. They are such – they will be favorites in – I mean, they're 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 arguably going to be favorites in nine nine out of uh, or or eight out of the twelve matches, seven out of the twelve matches. They're they're favorites, so so they you know the, the favorites could lose. It's eighteen holes of golf. Anything could happen. The other team could make a bunch of putts. You don't make any putts. It's possible. There's no there's no doubt about that. But I'm just talking about who should win, and who should win is the U.S. team because top to bottom. Their average world ranking is 12.91, and top to bottom, the average world ranking of the European team is 29.25. And that's that's now it's better than it was last time for Europe when they got boat raced in, in Wisconsin. It's better than it was last time, but it's still not good. There's a huge discrepancy there. And, and, and now the pairings could work out. You know that 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 the uh, you know. In the singles, maybe it works out where, you know, Rom ends up facing the worst player on the U.S. team, which, by the way, the worst the worst player on the U.S. team, world ranking-wise, is Ricky Fowler at 25. That's it. And Justin Thomas at 24. And Justin Thomas, oh, you can't leave Justin Thomas at home. I mean, everybody's got the – you can't leave Justin. Justin Thomas, he just finished, you know, decent at the last tournament on the BGA Tour. I mean, I don't think people – on the U.S. team, at least – they do not view Justin Thomas as the 24th best player in the world. He's, he's viewed as much better than that. And in Ryder Cup competition, he's viewed as better than that. 
but but the the, the thing is here is, is that Europe could keep it close in the first few matches in the first few two days because of the fact that they're going to ride these horses. They're going to ride Rory. They're going to ride Rom. They're going to ride Hovland. Uh, you know, they may all play every match. They may play two matches, two matches in the morning, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, both days. They may do that. Uh, it may happen. Uh, U.S. is probably going to play everybody. They're going to wait and see how they're doing. You know, if, if uh, you know, Justin Thomas, who a lot of people were, you know, talking about him being picked, if he doesn't play good, I'm sure he'll he'll end up not playing as much. And Europe's going to be heavy. They're going to be heavy on their their big big guns, no doubt about that. And, and and the thought though is is if they can keep it close, the U.S. they got a big advantage on singles, and that's the way it always is in the Ryder Cup. The U.S. always it's it's the depth of the it's the depth, and that's what makes the difference. The depth of the U.S. team is too much to overcome. When you look at the 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 the, the worst ranked player is twenty fifth. And you look at you look at Europe. I mean, they've got the uh, the the Ludwig Overg. Uh, he he's he looks like a great player. Two time, you know, uh, you know, best player in college, Ben Hogan Award winner. He's already won the European Masters. He's ranked 80th in the world. That ranking's probably low, you know, because he's he doesn't he hasn't accumulated points over. But even if you fact, even if you put him in the top 30, put him in put him at 40, put him wherever you want to put him. Uh, it's it's still a big favorite for the U.S. team uh, because because Kepka is not 17th in the world either. You got to put Kepka in the top five somewhere. Uh, you know he won the PGA, won the, won the uh, second at the Masters. He's not he's not 17th in the world. So so you could offset that a little bit with with moving uh, Ludwig up, Ludi they call him, uh, and he's the one they're they're kind of banking on. He's he, you know he he's he's a, a, a player people don't know about, young player. But how's a young player going to handle the pressure at the Ryder Cup? He seems like he's a cool customer. Maybe he won't have a problem. Who knows? Uh, but they've got other players that that are just, honestly, at this point in their career, they're not that. I mean, Shane Lowry's 34th in the world, Justin Rose, uh, Robert McIntyre, you know, 55th in the world. It did this, you know, Nikolai uh, Holgrud, you know, he's 82nd in the world. You know, this this top to bottom. No, I mean, I mean, this is not a comparison. It's not even close. And that's why I think the U.S. is not going to have a problem with this Ryder Cup. I don't think I don't think they're going to have a problem at all. Now, one of the things that's interesting is 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 Europe is always banking on, and they're always talking. About, they, they they think they got the new slice bread all the time, and they they, they do. I mean, it, and every time it comes up to the Ryder Cup. They've already anointed these guys as the stars, okay? And they're the new guy. Remember, like, I don't know how many Ryder Cups back this was. It was Victor Dubusan. Remember him? Victor Dubusan. He was the new slice bread. And, and I forget who the captain was. And, this guy, and they're just throwing bouquets. I mean, they, they're throwing bouquets out there. Oh, my God, this guy's the greatest player ever, and, and, and he's going to be great. And, he, and he, he won two times. I think he won the Turkish something, Turkish, Turkish Airlines tournament on the European Tour, which, by the way, the European Tour is, is not the PGA Tour. Let's not confuse the European Tour with the PGA Tour. But, but he won two times. That's all he did. He was a new slice bread. Thomas Peters was the next guy. Remember at at, at uh, Hayesdine in Minnesota, uh, you know they had him. He was a this guy's the new slice bread. He's a great. Now he's on Live Golf. He, you know, he he he, not, he may not even keep his spot on Live Golf. He's played so bad. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying, 
it, it just they do this every time. Every time there's a new slice bread, this guy's the next latest. And the next time, this guy could be the real deal. This Luby over. This guy could be good. I mean, it, it, you know, he's he's a number one ranked amateur. So is Dubusan. You know, I mean, there's a big gap between amateur golf and professional golf. You could be the number one ranked amateur all you want. You know, it make you Tiger Woods. You know, that, let's let's not confuse being number one ranked amateur with being the next Tiger Woods. Those are those are two different things. But this guy could be good. Could be for real. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him play. Everybody is looking forward to watch. And he could be. You know what? If he goes out there and he blitzes them in the Ryder Cup, you know this guy. This this uh, Ludi goes goes. Uh, you know five and zero. Oh, then you know they'll they'll anoint him the next Tiger Woods. That's that. So that's an interesting story. Going to be fun to watch. Uh, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see. I don't. I don't see U.S. Uh, not winning. I don't see. I, it could be. It, it could be uh, lopsided if if Rom and Rory and uh, Hovland don't just dominate. They got to play good. I mean, they got to play really good. They could. They're great players. Uh, they, they could, be, but but at the Ryder Cup, it really boils down to, and not to me, to crowd, uh, course setup. Yeah, you know what it boils down to? Putting, putting. You got to make putts, and you know one team makes putts, the other team doesn't. Europe made nothing at uh, in Wisconsin uh, last time. They got smoked. Uh, they made nothing. Zippo. I mean, just like they, they couldn't make a thing. Uh, U.S. made everything. Uh, and and in, in France, it was a different story. Europe was making everything. Uh, this time, who knows? You're, if, if there's, you know, if you look at the, the U.S. team and you say, you know, what, 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 what could go wrong? Well, I mean, they, they got a few suspect putters, I got to admit. Uh, Scheffler's a little suspect with the putter. Justin Thomas, suspect with the putter. Uh, Jordan Spieth can be suspect with the putter from, from you know, five, six feet. Uh, Morikawa is suspect with the putter. They got some guys suspect with the putter. But it's not like, the, you know, it's not like the other team doesn't have guys that, that, that you know, aren't the greatest putters either. Uh, but I would, I would give the, the you know, the, the, the one factor, if U.S. doesn't come out on top, they just putt horrible. That, that's it. It's not going to boil down to the captain's picks. It's not going to boil down to, oh, we shouldn't have picked Justin Thomas. That's not going to matter. Uh, you know, if Justin Thomas isn't playing good, they won't play him, period. They're not just going to stick him out there to try and prove a point. I mean, if he's not playing good, they'll play him, you know, one match, and then they'll play him in the in the singles, and that'll be it. But my guess is he'll play just fine. It, the difference is going to be the putting. If, if, if one team makes everything – and the other team doesn't make anything, then it could be a really close match going down to the end. But close and winning is two separate things, and that's why I got a big bet, big bet, uh, MGM uh, bet, bet MGM. I am right there on the app, and I am going U.S., U.S., big bet. Biggest bet of the year, I'm going U.S. I, and I didn't bet my house. I got a nice house. I didn't bet the house, but uh, I made a big bet. So I'm I'm uh, I'm going to be cheering for the, the the U.S. But but you know what? I didn't make such a big bet that I'm not mostly just cheering for. I don't want to blow out, even though I made a big bet. Uh, it's not that big a bet. I wanna I wanna have 
a close match and I want golf to be the winner. And if golf's a winner, then I'm good. Then I'm always good. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Tune into nofilter.net. Uh, and uh, also listen to my podcast. You can find it on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find it there, and uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. We will talk to you soon on the Hank Kenny Podcast.